Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go. So let's get this show on the road. Joe, it's great to see you. How you doing? Bill, it's awesome to see you. It's been a great week. I had my birthday this week, so it's it's a week to celebrate, really, That's right. me. It's That's a week. Right. It's really more, and my birthdays really should be treated like a jubilee, which are like two weeks long. That's not just a day. It's the, it's like two weeks. It should be like my own personal, uh, my own personal Hanukkah, where there are you're, days and days of gift giving. You're one of one. those guys, huh? You're oh, one yeah, of those guys. <laughs> Listen, I am, I am narcissistic and solipsistic on 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 most days, but if you <laughs> tie in that I have a birthday. Like yeah. this is something that's my day. Me yeah. and Harrison Ford and Jean Luc Picard, we share the same birthday. Wow, uh, what a so, trio! That's, yeah, I like this, that. And there are some other people as well, but those are the two that I, you know, I identify with. We're the three amigos, the three of us, the three yeah. July thirteenth birthdays. That yeah, me awesome. and me and um, me and Harrison and uh, whatever yeah. Jean Luc's. You and Han is. Solo and, and Han Solo, and Han Captain Solo whatever. And I'm not Captain sure. Picard, Captain Picard. Picard. Yeah. Oh, Captain, Captain Picard. Picard. Okay. <laughs> and Han Solo, we hang out. And, or Doctor Jones. And you we know, talk about. Like yeah. And we and we talk about having birthdays on the same day. It's really it's a it's a really in depth, interesting conversation where okay. where right. it goes on and on. So yeah, yeah, so it was my birthday. I I I'm I'm in a good mood, but I have to tell you something. Okay. I am going through I when I was in Jamaica a week and a half ago, during that trip, because I usually drink iced coffee. That's my usual thing is iced coffee. I don't drink hot coffee. I don't like hot coffee all that much. But when you're at these resorts, like in Jamaica, they don't, they have good coffee, but they don't really make iced coffee. You know, if they make it, they're pouring like hot coffee over ice, which just makes watered down coffee, lukewarm watered down coffee. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to get off coffee, to get off caffeine. I'm on vacation. I'm relaxing. I don't need to be thinking or doing anything. So let me, let me kick it. And I actually did okay. And I think part of it is that. I, you know, I would drink a Coke with dinner and stuff like that. So there's a little caffeine in that. Uh, and I was drinking. So I think the alcohol really helped moderate the, <laughs> the it was almost like my own, my own little, what are they, when the, when the kids, people coming off heroin, what do they take? You're, yeah. You're, you're self-medicating with your own methadone. <laughs> my methadone. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> alcohol was my methadone for getting okay. off caffeine. I don't know and, if that's, I don't know if that's uh, acceptable. I don't know if that's I, considered. <laughs> Listen, I, if people are calling, if people are listening to the show for medical information and advice, oh. they are, I mean, this is just sad. So this yeah, is dog. Like, yes, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't profess to say that this is a treatment that if you're getting off caffeine, you should drink alcohol heavily. That's not, I'm not recommending that. I'm just okay. saying that my perception was that maybe one of the reasons I avoided the headaches and stuff like that was that I was, and I, and I was in vacation mode, et cetera, et cetera. But since right. I've been back. Oh my God, since I've been back, it's now two weeks and I'm still like dragging. Oh my God. I mean, I used to drink a lot of coffee. You know that because I would, I would, you'd see me on the, you know, we do these things, you could see me and I would have a big, giant, big gulp of coffee uh, with me at all times. And right. so 
and it, kicking it, it's just been tough. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a shell of my former self, Bill. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to answer these questions. If I can get my brain to fire off, uh, what do, I need to do. do? We need, do we need to rename the show "Randing and Chilling" or something? What's <laughs> going on? Chilling. Randing and having a sort of a headache. Yeah, Rand- <laughs> Randing and and feeling miserable and in, uncomfortable in my own skin. So hopefully I'll get through this. I've been reading up. I've been trying to drink water and stuff like that to try to uh, help myself out. I've been, you know, but it's slow. So we're, but I'm sticking with it. I quit smoking seven years ago. I quit smoking. Now I'm going to try to quit caffeine. I'm making myself healthy. I'm 53. Now I'm 54. I just turned 54. I'm 54 years old, Bill. You know, I can't get away with the stuff I used to get away with. So now I got to start taking care of this temple of mine. Yeah, this body of mine. Temple. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and caffeine was a uh, you know wasn't helping me. So I'm, I'm you sleeping. Want, you want to be I as will... old as Picard and Indy Jones, Indiana. Yes, Jones. that's right. Okay. I want to at least reach there, reach where they. I want to have as many birthdays as them. And All right. um, but the but the but the big thing is I'm sleeping a little better. I'm sleeping through the night, which is what was really bothering me with the caffeine was that I would wake up at three a.m. I'm still getting up at five a.m. I wake up at five a.m. every day, but it's a real pain when you wake up at three a.m. because then. That's really early. You can't do much at 3 a.m. Ouch. You can't. I mean, the only time, the only thing you can do at 3 a.m., what are you going to do? You can't even see it's too early even to work. And the one time I went to the park, I said, let me take the dogs for a walk. I went to the park. The cops busted me for being in the park before 6 a.m. It was like 4.30. <laughs> I know what you can do at 3, 3 a.m. You ready? I, I don't want to hear what you're watch. Watch what, the Yes <laughs> Network replay of the Yankee game the night before. <laughs> I can watch the Yankee. That's true. I can watch the Yankee game, and that might put right. me back to sleep. That might actually have the uh, the, the somnambulant effect of putting me right back to bed, Bill. There you go. There you go. All right. Just one you, at that. I'm ready. Let's get some questions. All right. Ready. Let's go. Here we go. This is a. Uh, this is your question for this week. Hello. Hello. Hey. Joe and Bill. It's Jay Thompson, long-time listener, second-time caller. Listen, I'm wondering, you know, there's this, the Department of Justice in their infinite governmental wisdom has withdrawn their acceptance, I suppose you could call it, of the settlement that they filed against the National Association of Realtors. And I don't know what the, uh, what the, what they're thinking, but I don't know. It's weird to me to you negotiate an agreement, a settlement, and you get virtually everything you want, and then you take your ball and go home. Um, so just wondering what Joe's take on the whole NER, DOJ settlement withdrawal and all the assorted accoutrements that go with that might be. Thanks, guys. Really enjoy the show. Bill, the Zillow bro is back. It's <laughs> Zillow bro, Jay Thompson. He's back to give us – Another question. That's awesome. It's good to hear yeah. back from him. Always love hearing from Jay Thompson, one of my favorite writers in real estate, one of my favorite people in real estate. And what's funny about me and Jay Thompson is that we literally have spent, I would say collectively, an hour, hour and a half within each other's company in person. Like it's truly just a relationship built on social media. And seeing each other at conferences and the five-minute hello and seeing each other on stage. And I think there's a level of mutual respect and appreciation. Uh, I hope there is. There certainly is from my end. Um, and uh, But it's funny. It's like it, I, I think about, you know, the amount of th- – we've never really had dinner together or anything like that. And quite honestly, Bill, you and I, I mean, the the if you collected the amount of time we've spent doing these calls, 
it dwarfs the amount of time we've spent in each other's company, like actually in real life, you know, which we, we, have to, we should go play golf sometime because that would give us like five hours, you know, which would now we at least have some time in real life where we've spent some time together. Although you would kill me, you and Carp, the two of you play more <laughs> golf than Tiger Woods. Well, these days, Tiger well, doesn't play much, but uh, Phil way Nicholson more than Tiger right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil would have, Phil Nicholson would have been a better, okay. better uh, reference for that joke. I mean, Tiger good. Woods jumped to mind, but yes, he's not playing much because he right. has other issues. Um, the, uh, I play as much as Tiger Woods, frankly, that's, that's my problem. There you go. Um, anyway, so Jay has a question and just so people don't know why we're calling Jay Zillow, bro, we have to put in the show notes, the reference to Jay's last question, because I think it is the best of these that we've done. So people haven't heard that they have to hear the Zillow bro, um, uh, rant. I, that I, I will did. put the link. I will put the link in the yeah, show. Yeah, put the link in there because that's one of the right. best. But and, and Jay's been a great sport. What a good guy. All right. So Jay's question is about this really surprising news that the justice department pulled out of this settlement, which is really, I, I mean, I'm a lawyer. I don't really practice anymore, but this is really unusual. You know, this is just, you don't do this. Even a change of administration, you will generally respect the fact that the prior administration settled the case. Like it may be that if a prior administration started the case, you might abandon it because you say it doesn't really fit with our, um, you know, political ideology anymore. Like we're not going to pursue these, uh, these types of first amendment cases or whatever the case may be. That can happen in a change from the Trump administration, the Biden administration, or really between any two presidential administrations. But generally speaking, a settlement is a settlement. Like you reach it, you know, the deal, you get the people to admit to their, you know, whatever misconduct there is and to put the remedial measures in place and all that stuff. And like, all right, if you want to go after them for something new, you go after them for something new, but you respect the fact that they, they settled. I mean, that's like, this is like, Bill, if me and my wife came to an agreement about something and it's like, okay, we're, we, we, we've resolved this. And then she goes back and later says, no, I, I don't like the deal we made. Like you can't do that. That's not a good marriage. <laughs> She can't come back to me and reopen an issue, you know? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Really? No, <laughs> you can't, Bill. Once it's locked, think, it's locked. I, think he, I, have, I, think a, he... I have a right to my settled expectations. <laughs> you know? you... I, How long have you been married? I've been married uh, 17 years. Okay. I'm but no, just... listen, you say you're going out to dinner Friday night. Okay, we're going out to dinner Friday night. We're going out to dinner with your friends. I say to her, I'm going out, we're going out to dinner with your friends on Friday night, and I agree to it. If on Friday afternoon I'm like, hey, I don't really want to go out with your friends tonight. I, I don't get to do that. No, you I got don't. a fake. I got right. a fake like a car crash. I got to do something. I want to get out of that dinner. I got to do something drastic. Yeah, you don't say yes in the first place, Joe. I, I think yeah, well, that's, that's really that's that's that's, that's possible. Yeah, that's, that's being straight up, and that's that's a good thing. To do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Occasionally, I like to do something nice for her, but yes, okay. it always All does. Right. It, going out with her friends, yeah. Her friends are very nice. None of them ever would ever listen to the show, so I can be honest, but they're very nice. I don't have any problem with them. But let's get to Jay. So this is not good, Bill. Right. This another thing is not good. I mean, if you want to read, if you if you are uh, if you're listening to this and you are a paid member of Rob Hahn's website, he's written about this extensively, and I agree with his take on it, uh, which is that this bodes very poorly for what's going to happen in the future because. Put it this way. They didn't break up the settlement. They didn't rip, tear it up so they could go make something nicer. You know, they didn't do that so they could be like, you know what? We've decided we don't really want you to make all these remedial gestures. We want you to 
uh, you know, do less. Everything's fine. You guys are you guys are a okay over at NAR. No, that's <laughs> not what happened. What what's happening is the new administration has other things that they want to do. And quite honestly, here's the deal, man. NAR brings this on itself. Because NAR has not been consumer focused in its history. And they're gonna deny that and they're gonna they're gonna fight me if they ever heard that, heard me say that. They're gonna say, well, here's all let's give you a list of all the things that we do that are consumer oriented. But I don't I, I, NAR is a trade association, and quite honestly, a trade associations are supposed to be focused on the needs of their members. So that's been their perspective, that's been their viewpoint, their myopia. That's what they've been doing. But what you what you miss is that oftentimes when you are so focused on your own needs, like NAR is focused on the need of the individual realtor, you lose sight of kind of the bigger picture, which is the protection of the industry as a whole by being focused on the needs of others, of the needs of the industry. Like that's what my books are about. My books are about shifting your perspective to think about what other people need rather than what you need. And what right. NAR has always been focused on, what do real estate agents need rather than what do what does the consumer need from us? And and listen, again, they, I'm sure they've done a million things that are consumer oriented. I'm not saying that they're you know anti-consumer. I'm just saying they haven't been affirmatively pro-consumer. Now, the most pro-consumer part of the industry, oddly enough and ironically enough, given the current circumstances, is, in my opinion, the two-sided deal and the MLS cooperation. Because I truly believe that in the adversarial system, just like in law, the adversarial system says that we will get the best result for every litigant in a, in a, in a lawsuit or any kind of legal situation. We'll get the best result if each side is represented by uh, you know, a vigilant attorney, uh, you know, of their own of their own choosing, right? Who's going to represent their interests as a fiduciary? And that's what I believe about real estate. Is that I believe that you get the best result for the industry and for the consumer as a whole if both sides are represented by an agent, and then both sides um, uh, uh, work out a deal. And that's and that's and and an open, free, transparent market. I mean, the thing that MLS does. And that free cooperation does is that there's perfect information. If I'm buying a home, I know what the home down the block sold for. I know what they bought for the home uh, that they're in right now. I might even be able to find out how much they owe on the home right now. Like information, you know, transparency, uh, fluidity. Those are all things that are hallmarks of good markets. And that's what the industry creates. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's very pro-market. But the problem is that we don't articulate it that way. We do not defend enough as an industry the idea of the two-sided deal as a hallmark of consumer protection. It comes up too much as well to protect our commission, protect that we want to make sure the buyer side gets paid. No. What you want primarily is you want you need to have an offer of compensation. There needs to be compensation for the buyer agent in order for the buyer to routinely get a buyer agent and have that independent representation. Because if they don't, then buying a home becomes like buying a timeshare. You know, it becomes like buying a car. It becomes like buying anything else where you are not represented. And the only person that has information is the person you're buying the thing from. And that's not good. That's not good for consumers. But we don't articulate that way. I yeah. mean, I've been on, I've been, I was just on an antitrust panel uh, with James Wiggins a few months ago with the guy that started Rex, um, who's very obviously anti-NAR and must be thrilled with this new development. Mm -hmm. And so we're on the SNAR panel and like, it, 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 like 
they're hammering us about the anti-consumer nature of the two-sided deal. And I'm like, you guys have a completely backward. The two-sided deal is the hallmark of it. And if you want to say, well, the big thing that might be coming, the big change that might be coming is that the buyer has to pay the buyer agent. All right, but how is that better for the consumer? Right now, the, the buyer agent gets paid, it gets rolled into the proceeds, and it gets financed at 3% over 30 years. You think it's better for the buyer for the buyer to pull 15 or 20 grand out of their pocket and pay their buyer agent directly rather than rolling into the deal? How is that more better for the consumer? People don't understand yeah. real estate. Nobody, I find this odd. People don't understand how the real estate industry works. And the reason they don't understand how it works, Bill, to really lay the point on it, is that we are so afraid of talking about commissions that we never talk about the fact that there's a we need to incentivize a buy side to work with the buyer to make sure the buyer has representation because it's an awkward conversation. We don't like talking about commissions. It always seems very strange for us to say to a seller, the reason you need to pay me X percent is that I have to also have to pay the guy that's working for the buyer. But you, you want that. As an industry, you want that. Right. So that's the problem. And you know what? I was really close to dropping uh, an F-bomb on here. I know Jay came very close to dropping an F-bomb. But that's how excited we all get on this is that uh, this stuff really does rile me up. You know, I, I think it's really I, – I, I think that, that NAR has not done a great job of articulating a consumer-friendly perspective on this. And because they haven't done that, they've left themselves open to stuff like this. And as an industry, as brokers – we haven't done enough to explain how the system works to consumers. And so we leave ourselves open for people who come in and play games like I charge less for I charge less than traditional brokers. Well, that's because you're only you don't offer out any commission. You know, I, I charge five percent, you're charging three percent, but I'm only keeping two and a half and I'm offering out two and a half. You're keeping all three. How are you charging less than me? Right. You're charging you're charging more and you're just not offering anything to incentivize the buy side. And we get that all over the place. That's a, that's a common business practice. Let, so, let me ask you. Let me ask yeah. you a question, Joe. You, you're a, you're a member of other trade organizations throughout your career. For for example, as an attorney. Yeah. I'm just curious. Did that and that's had to be a probably a large organization. Did they were they consumer centric at all, or were they just focused on the paying members of the association? You know, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the ABA okay. when I was working as an attorney. But I mean, I said that at the beginning, I think that's kind of, that's what, that's what happens when you're a trade group is that you get yeah. focused on the interest. And, and you know what, you almost like, it's almost like you delegate out like, Hey, of course we're consumer friendly. We have a code of ethics, right? Okay. You have a code of ethics. Like ABA has a code of ethics for how you treat clients mm -hmm. as does the NAR. And yeah, okay. That's something. And that allows you to check off a box and be able to say, well, we have all these protections that every realtor has to adhere to. And if they don't, they get brought up on, they can be brought up on ethics. And we have a whole arbitration system where any consumer feels they've been wrong. You can go to arbitration or ethic, make an ethics complaint again. All that stuff's true. But I've said this a million times. That ethics is, is the equivalent of like a restaurant getting a clean score from the Board of Health. Like it's a vermin-free restaurant. Like that's good. I want my restaurants to be vermin free, but that doesn't mean the food's any good. Like that doesn't mean that I'm going to want to eat there just because they've got a, a clean bill of health from the, from the, uh, uh, from the board of health. That doesn't, that doesn't mean it's any good. It doesn't mean the service is good. It doesn't mean the food is good. And like somebody being ethical 
it's really not that hard to adhere to fundamental ethical standards in any industry. Mm-hmm. But whether you're good at your job is that ethics doesn't, you know, doesn't compel you to that. You can be terrible at your job and still be ethical. Yeah. And that's our problem is yeah. that too many people are terrible at their job. I, I will tell you being as a non-realtor, never sold real estate, never been a member of the association to be in a room full of realtors and to have somebody bring up the word commission and to get the, the instant shush down they get from yeah, like, oh, the rest of the, oh. we can't talk about that. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is that we, you know, we, we, as an industry, we've become very good at the, the, the superficial aspect of antitrust rules. Right. We're like, okay, we don't talk about commission. Like if you mention a commission on stage, like oh. if you throw a number out, you're right. You get shushed. Everybody, everybody's up in arms because the one thing they understand, the one thing that gets hammered into them at every NAR meeting, every realtor meeting is that don't talk commissions. You can't establish, like, it's not a very nuanced view of antitrust that we have. It's like this very broad based bright line rule that we have that we can't talk about commission numbers, which is fair, but there's more to antitrust than that. And that's what I think that, that it's almost like we've gotten so focused on this kind of proxy, this kind of totem of we don't talk about commissions, so we're okay with antitrust, that we've created situations where there could be a perception of antitrust issues within the industry. Mm. And there certainly is that perception. I think that perception is right now, we're seeing that perception in the Justice Department. Yeah. You know? Well, look, Joe, this, this was a, a very informative this is what you get when I don't have any caffeine, Bill. I was going to say, you I, were... I, 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 I was cogent. I was you, like... You were level-headed. <laughs> level-headed. I was... I mean, this was boring. I was just... I'm sorry, people. This, I got to see if I can get through this this caffeine withdrawal. <laughs> hey, it's but no the pacing... Zillow, if, you want, if, you want, if you want funny and irreverent, then listen to that Zillow bro one, the one that's in the show notes. Correct. Uh, because that one... Was when I was I was totally hopped up. I think I had some painkillers as well. So I think I was on some <laughs> prescription medication as well as the, possibly. The we, we can't talk about that once Today again, I'm Joe. On nothing, Bill. I'm on nothing other than my basic pills that I take every day to keep me from killing everybody. That's uh, you know, I it's weird. It, I feel like I almost feel like I'm I'm a, a, a what do you call it, like a street attorney for you because you you always say stuff in these episodes that I don't think you're supposed to say publicly, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> on a recording, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me, uh, let, like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go. Let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. Remember, if you want to ask Joe a question, it can be something as serious as the NAR DOJ, um, conundrum, or it can be something not so serious uh, about anything at all in life. Please call 480-270-4590. Leave your question. I will play it for Joe. He'll have no idea what he's about to hear. And it's it's a lot of fun. So, Joe, yeah. have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much. See you, Bill. Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590. 